Hey y'all, Seth Bradley here. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending your valuable time learning with us. Absolutely appreciate each and every one of you. I've got a small ask. If you'd please just take a few seconds and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from, it goes a long way in landing the best new guests for our show. That's it. Thanks again. Let's go. This is the Passive Income Attorney Podcast where you'll discover the secrets and strategies of the ultra wealthy on how they build streams of passive income to give them the freedom we all want. Attorney Seth Bradley will help you end the cycle of trading your time for money so you can make money while you sleep. Start living the good life on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Seth Bradley. What's going on, Law Nation? Welcome to the Passive Income Attorney Podcast your favorite place for learning about the world of alternative passive investing so that you can have more freedom, flexibility, and fun. Today, we have an excellent guest. His name is Curtis May, and he's the host of the Practical Wealth Show podcast and the creator and owner of Practical Wealth Advisors. Curtis has been planning for individuals for more than 35 years and is passionate about helping his clients save money and live the very best life they can right now. And I'll tell you right now that Curtis is not your typical financial planner because if he was, he wouldn't be on the show, would he? All right. What he is, though, is a practical wealth practitioner, and he shows you step-by-step how to implement principles into your everyday life so that you can create more freedom and eventually, and sooner rather than later, create financial independence for yourself and not grind the 95 till 65. All right, folks. Let's jump in. Curtis, what's going on, brother? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Absolutely, man. Happy you uh, made it on the show. So let's just jump right in, man. What's your story? Um, Feel free to take it back as far as you'd like. So I'll say starting college. Okay, I won't go back farther than that. (laughs) When I realized the NBA was not looking for 5'11 shooting guards. And I I I got my insurance license in college and my investment license a couple years after that. And then fast forward about 15 years, 14, about 12 years, I uh, read a little purple book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it kind of rocked my world because I was what I call now a typical financial advisor. You know, I was was securities licensed. I was showing people to max out their 401ks, buy term investor difference, blah, 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 blah. And then I was introduced to, okay, there's another way to do this, right? And um, when you when you break apart the Buffets and you look how institutions handle money, I realized that they were doing different stuff than I was sharing, you know, and I, I, I thought I was good and I was showing people what I knew. And I realized, OK, there's more out here. I don't know. And it kind of uh, led me to, you know, I teach something now called principles based planning. So, you know, learn about infinite banking, which is a strategy that we teach. And so I would say. It, it took me the decade of 2000s to kind of figure out my framework because I was, you know, lost. You know, I, I know this stuff. I don't believe in equities. I'm not in love. I've lost my religion with the with mutual funds as they go. And uh, but I didn't really know what to do with all this stuff. So it took me a minute uh, uh, to get together and, and kind of build a business around it. And I was blessed. I'll tell you, going back, one of the things that helped me early on was that uh, I never got that go to school, get your education, get a good job talk. You know, my, my parent, my dad more so told me you never making money work for somebody else. So I thought you majored in business to go into business. It didn't even occur to me to get a job. 
And uh, so I think that I was kind of a weird upbringing from where I came from, but that, that my grandfather was self-employed. So that's all I knew. And uh, that kind of helped me even when I struggled early on that, you know, I, the other thing is to say, it takes two to five years to build a business. So I, you know, you, you have to give your efforts time to compound. So those are a couple of early things that kind of got me to, to where I'm in. And, you know, that's, that's, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. I love that, man. Stick to it, dude. I, I love that, man. <laughs> I, I love that you had, you know, that entrepreneurial mindset um, instilled in you from the beginning. Uh, mine, I had the opposite experience. It was trade your time for money, mm-hmm. um, but trade it for as much money as you can get. So I went down the pathway of, of becoming a doctor. Um, I ended up abandoning that path and ended up becoming an attorney, um, but it was still trade your time for money. Like that was always the mindset. So it took me a really long time to, to get through that. So I think that's quite an advantage that you were able to to get that instilled in you from an early age rather than having to overcome it later. It's funny. It was an advantage, but it was, uh, there were times where I was like, dad, can I just be a regular person? Cause I was struggling. I wasn't making any money. And I was yeah. like, you know, and I was like, can I just get a, you know, a, a corporate job and just show up, get paid and go home. And uh, right. but that's just, wasn't me. And I had to, <laughs> that was, I wasn't built that way. Cause I, I would figure out, I don't care what job I had. I only worked somewhere about 13 months and I would always figure out why I hated it. <laughs> and, yeah. um, so yeah. yeah, and I'm also glad that you uh, you kind of abandoned the traditional financial planner mindset and you know the way that they do things as well because we typically tend to to uh, bash those traditional financial planners um, that just say you know park your money in your 401k and um, you know traditional stocks bonds mutual funds and that's all there is. Um, we try to focus more on alternative investing. And but- that's not what they do. See, that's the thing. Yeah. See, it's yeah. a joke. And uh, yeah. I'll, I'll stay calm. But the it's a- <laughs> <laughs> Enlighten us. Right. Because think about this. So there's two schools of thought when it comes to money, right? I, there's one, the typical advice, I, we call that in our system, the accumulation theory, right? So it's based on accumulation, the S&P. So they teach you buy and hold, dollar cost average, get out of debt, buy term investor difference, you know, portfolio rebalancing, blah, 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 blah. But if you look at what they do, I have this guy on my show, uh, Barry Dyke, the Pirates of Manhattan. And um, if you look open their balance sheets, they don't do any of that stuff, right? They literally do the complete opposite. If you reach that poor that, right? And it's it's like, they what do they focus on? They focus on velocity of money, right? Yep. Which is just yep. an economic principle. It's not an investment. It's just like, oh, Mr. Warren wants to know if I put money in this deal, how soon am I getting my money back with friends, right? So you can do what? Put in another deal. Then what does he want also? Cash flow, equity and cash flow. They leverage, they want to use other people's money. And you know, where, where you're taught in personal finance to rent term insurance, institutions and wealthy people buy permanent insurance like it's going out of style. That's where they store their tier one capital, right? Well, the funny thing is that stuff works in personal finance and it's safer, right? So you need to capitalize and then look for, so here's what we do. Give people three rules of investing, right? Invest in what you know, because investing is not about buying something. It's about becoming something, right? Most people don't want to become. That's the problem. That's why they want to put in 401k because they want easy. And, but it, you have to become a real estate investor. You have to become a small business owner. So we tell people to invest in what you know or invest in knowing, right? Let's say, you know, if, if you don't know it, you want to learn how to know it or invest in, cause I like like syndications and stuff, invest in 
vetting and finding good operators if you don't want to know how to do it. Like I like my business. I'd rather run my deal where I know if I can put in a dollar, get back out $2, that's a hundred percent return. And then I'd rather, that's my unique ability, right? So I'd rather allocate some funds to someone else where like running an apartment complex is their unique ability. That's all good, right? Because I don't feel like learning that, right? The second thing we teach is investing which you can control, right? Investing which you can influence the outcome and don't chase returns, right? So I that's my operating system. So if I don't want to learn it and I can't control it and it doesn't produce cash flow, then I'm chasing returns and I don't do it. That's that's my that's works for my little mind, right? So I keep it simple. Yeah. What's the third? That the third is the third is don't chase returns, right? So oh, invest in what you returns. know. I right, gotcha. Invest in what you control. Don't chase returns. That's those are three rules of investing. Yeah, yeah. So I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but yeah, I mean, invest in what you know. I mean, that makes sense. You know, we we and also we we preach control, right? Like, why don't people invest in themselves? to learn how to invest. Why do right. they depend on somebody else hundred percent and just say, here's my extra cash invested for me. And you're the expert. Like you've got to at least know what they're investing in, at least learn what they're investing so that you understand what they're, if they're doing something right or wrong that, you know, and you can, you can oversee it at least too many people just put blind faith right. in financial planners and just hope and pray that it's going to work out. In the end. And, there, and last time I checked, nobody has a working crystal ball. Right. So all yeah. of that portfolio management, because <laughs> what they do is they'll give you all these assumptions. The stock market always goes up. You know, the stock market has gone up, at, you know, 11 percent since the depression. All those are assumptions. And, it's, you know, S&P has done blah, blah, blah. What they don't tell you is that one, mutual funds don't earn compound interest. Right. They go up, they go down. They appreciate, they depreciate. Right. So and when uh, let's say the S&P, if if it's they're showing it as one continuous number, but what they don't tell you is if a stock performs bad, what do they do? Take it out and put in something else. So even when you understand that that's not even a real thing, when you look at it over 20 years or wherever, companies go in and out of that. So you can't use, to me, as a basis to, uh, uh, to predict future outcome because they always tell you, what's the fine print say? Past performance is no guarantee of future performance. So I don't know. I mean, that's 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 because uh, think about what Buffett said. Buffett's mentor is Benjamin Graham. Right. And yep. the first chapter in his book, The Intelligent Investor, is the speculation versus investing. Right. And he says investment is something you put your money into where your principal is safe. And you have a reasonable opportunity to make a profit. If it doesn't meet those requirements, you are speculating. So people talk to me about it. That's what I'm talking about. So I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> you know. And uh, so I use that as my framework. It's like, you know, there's some risk, but, you know, you work to mitigate risk to as low as possible. That's what good investors do. And if your money's markets go up, down, sideways, so you should make money either way. You should have a plan that really you want to provision yourself and protect because they're you, you you have to have something that works regardless, right? You have to play defense. You have to save. You have to have insurance. You've got to invest in your number one asset, which is in between your two ears. Mm -hmm. And um, you'll have opportunities if you're liquid to buy your competitors up or find a cheap deal. Uh, my mentor, Nelson Nash, said, listen, if you have capital, opportunities will find you. 
That's you right. have to go looking, you know, and so most people are afraid to capitalize because they still think they have to be fully invested. But Buffett is sitting on like some crazy hundred billion dollars. I'm making it. I heard it somewhere. I can't remember that number, but a lot of cash at over at Berkshire Halfway. Well, why is that? I don't know. But, you know, there's a reason I would I would try to figure out what that is. You know, I'm sure you see some opportunities that may come up where he needs cash to take advantage of it. What about you and I at our level, what can we do? You know, a lot of the good uh, alternative things, you need 50, 100 grand to get into them. So if you don't save, you can't even do that. And that's where the money's made. So yeah. I know, now I know I'm preaching to the choir, but you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's step number one, right? You've got to yeah. save enough money to be able money. to invest. You got, yes. And you know, there, there's a little bit of truth to, you got to have a little bit of money to make money. Um, that's not a hundred percent true, but right. it sure makes it a lot easier. Right. So, you know, that's the first thing is don't overspend on shit that you don't need. Right. right? Like right. that's what a lot of people do. I mean, even a lot of the attorneys listening, you know, that we're making 200, 300, 500 more or more th a, a year and we're still spending all of it. You know, we're still living paycheck to paycheck. It's ridiculous. Because but, we're, it's a consumption. Like most wealth is lost by how people manage cash flow. Right. So I teach a variation. I'll tell you a good book is if, if you never call me is just get Mike McCallus's book, uh, Profit First. And, you know, mm -hmm. which is really pay yourself. It's like the envelope system for businesses. But instead of using envelopes, you use checking accounts. Right. So you should, you know, it's rather the richest man in Babylon. Part of all your earnings is yours to keep. See, because if you can't do that, in my mind, you can't invest. Right. Because you have to save. So you have capital. So that you have money to buy or build assets that generate cash flow right mm. your number ones if, if if unless you have a law practice or whether you have a job doesn't matter your number one asset is your ability to earn income and you have to put enough of that especially if you're fortunate to earn a lot of money right then you've got to save a lot of money then you've got to don't just have it burning a hole in your pocket you know you need to capitalize it you need to get good here's a word counsel okay from other you know from shows like this and invest it and then you look for places to deploy your capital because the goal is people don't know what the goal is Seth. the goal is to become financially free the financially independent is the goal which is we define as passive income greater than your expenses so when mm -hmm. you're put see people are chasing returns and worrying about net worth and all this bs but you can't eat equity right i want right. you to look at what how does my passive income growing year by year, really quarter by quarter, but year by year, am I, I got, all right, because you got your earned income, you, if you got your business, you look at your profit and loss, so it, is all of this money generated depending on me making it rain, or am I, you know, building an asset that's sellable, that's generating cash flow, and then am I buying assets with this cash flow that throws off a check without your labor, right? Mm -hmm. And I think people have to realize what they're working for and then focus on making the main thing and you know not you know not trying to impress people what you're driving and all this old bs I'm trying to curse right and um <laughs> and um and and focus on having impressive financial statements right and becoming financially independent that way you i had a, i had an attorney one time call me and she was making a 250 dollars a year she's but she wasn't partner right so she was, um, my wife says, I said, well, she seems nervous. She's like, yeah, because if she doesn't make partner, 
that she's going that's not going to stack i'm my attorney and uh yeah. and so she's she's like she's not going to be there but yet i'm talking to this person and she's mad at her husband he's not doing whatever he's supposed to do and i'm, I'm like well what's this fourteen hundred dollar car payment are you paying for his car too no that's my car <laughs> huh you got a fourteen hundred dollar car now and and the one you and a and a twenty six hundred dollar apartment and you know what i mean now you're working for expenses so now you're stressed out because you're not saving any money and you're working to for the bank and to give up all this lifestyle and that causes pressure it causes you to do dumb things because you're trying to keep up with with joneses and lifestyle and all this dumb shit yeah get you get you in trouble man and you know we call that the golden handcuffs on on this show and you know a lot of listeners are, are very privy to the story that you just told sometimes when you're an associate a senior associate and you're trying to make partner it's either up or out because yeah. you're too expensive yeah. to the firm so you either make partner and become a valuable asset or you're a valuable enough asset to become a partner or you're out and that's a risky place to be in that a lot yep. of people are in where it's we have one source of income and that's it we have no passive income we have no real estate we have no um, sort of, uh, you know, other assets that are kicking off cash flow. We just depend on that one, you know, active income stream. And if something happens, like you don't make partner and you're out, it's panic. That's very risky, right? Because security is the ability to produce, right? And so I have a few of my our young people that are like getting, you know, they're, uh, getting their, um, I think one or she'll take the bar. I think she graduates next year. She'll take the bar of some new people, but you're you're still in business, right? Even if you were working at a firm or in business, because what happens is a lot of people come out and they have this degree, but they don't show you how to get clients, which is the, you know what I mean? So you're, mm -hmm. you're still, if you don't, you know how to make it rain, right? So like I could go to, I'm in the insurance business. I could go to any company. I know how to keep my calendar full. So it doesn't matter who I work with. I'm the buyer, right? When I work with somebody and see, so you have to be, this is where I, where I realized Seth, what business I was in, is I was in the marketing business, right? And so I got into, you know, I called Planet Dan, Dan Kennedy and the Russell Brunsons and, yeah, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff because that's, um, you have to make money. You literally have to make money. And so if you can generate leads and clients, you, you're you now, now you're making it rain because you. I, it seems like to make partner, you need to bring in some money. Right. If I don't understand it all, but I... I, I am the guy that I don't, I, I understand what you need to do with the money hit your account. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, so I'm that guy, three skills to money, make it, keep it, grow it. Curtis is the keep it, grow it guy. Yeah. 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 And that's an interesting aspect to talk about is that, you know, even the folks out there that are listening and they are attorneys or doctors or what have you, and they don't have any intention of leaving their career there's still an entrepreneurial flavor to what they need to do within their firm or within their job to create business. And that's the stuff that they don't teach you in college. They don't teach you at law firms. You know, you might get lucky and have a partner that, that might show you the ropes a little bit and how to generate business. But for the most part, you know, that's lacking um, how to generate business, how to do marketing, how to create a personal brand for yourself so you can generate business and make yourself indispensable for your firm or for your business. Attorneys, doctors, passive income seekers, I'm talking to you. I remember investing in my first passive real estate deal, the anxiety, the uncertainty of what I didn't know and what I had never done before. It was a lot of money being wired to someone I barely knew. 
Now, it all worked out, but that's not always the case. I would have never invested in that same deal today now that I have the knowledge and the confidence to know how to invest intelligently. And now with a combination of uncertainty and a flood of newbie sponsors in the market, how do you find the true experts that will perform and make your investment successful? For those of you out there looking to learn how to invest passively in syndications, we've been behind the scenes working on something very special. You don't have time to go through a six month course or to try to make a program designed for deal sponsors work for you. You want to be a passive investor, focus on your career and your family, but add cash flowing, appreciating commercial real estate investments to your portfolio. So you can practice when you want to and not because you have to. We've built a powerful passive investor program designed to teach you everything you need to know, but nothing that you don't. It's a four week program, but if you really want to make moves, it can be completed in just a few days with ongoing support as you make your investment decisions. Passive Income Pro is enrolling now with a very limited number of seats for each cohort, so you can get the hands-on attention that you need. Go to PassiveIncomePro.io to learn more. I tell my kids, if you're, you're either in sales or you're in support of sales, right? So if you're not on the revenue generating side of whatever your head of diversity or, you know, some other thing, you're asked getting fired, right? Because you're not bringing in money, you're an expense, right? And so if you're not making it rain, all these, everybody else is in support of the people that bring in the money, right? And so you want to get on that side, that side of the, of the equation of bringing in the money is who makes all the money. And, uh, and so if things slow down, then you got to look at where you are on the totem pole, but then you've got to have a strong personal economy. So this is where Seth, we teach the five principles of personal finance, right? You got to save, right? So we teach three rules of investing. Well, the five mm -hmm. principles of personal finance are because most people are investing in the market. They don't have any principles, right? Save, save what? Save 15% or more of your gross income. Let me define saving, safe, liquid accessible guarantee. So maxing out your 401k is not saving. Just be clear. Okay. And uh, the second one is maximum protection, right? You have to play defense. You, what could happen to you? You could die. You could get disabled. You could get sick. You could get sued. You could have a fire. So insurances, wills, trust, you know, that stuff. Y'all, 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 your, your people know all about that, but you have to play defense, asset protection, you know, what your most important asset is your ability to earn money. What if you get hurt and you can't work, right? That's disability. So I specialize in the protection part. You know, you want to have legacy, full replacement of assets at death. That's my third principle. The fourth principle, this is where a lot of people are lacking. This is what causes them pressure. Six to 12 months of liquidity of your income, cash, Okay. So not three months and the rest of it's in a mutual fund because as soon as you, if you get, have to let go, what do you do? You, you start, you have to take and sell your shares to live until you get another position. So now you're, you've liquidated the money with the markets down. Now you've really lost money and then you've got to take a 30% hit. If you, if you don't know that you shouldn't take it all out right away, cause you got to pay 10% and the 20% cause the money went in pre-tax and you're not thinking straight because you're broke and you need this money. You've got these hard car payments. So you start taking money out, causing yourself a big tax situation, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and then the fifth principle is velocity, right? So what I want people to do is to build up a foundation. And then from your principle for liquidity, 
start to buy or build things that generate at passive income. So the passive income or velocity in our system, step five, because what I find people do is they skip steps one through four because it's not sexy, right? But you've got to build a house on rock that, you know what I mean? That, that, that makes sure that you're solid and you're bulletproof, right? Mm -hmm. And then you go to town. You you know, and you start buying up all the passive assets you can get your hands on, you know, and then you work now you work towards financial freedom. And if you love what you're doing, great. You just you make good money, you know, and you can now focus on getting out the rat race, you know, and, and, and so if you love it, you don't ever you know you're making good money, but you want to be in a position where your money is making as much money as your job. <laughs> Right. And then yeah. now you're doing because you love it, not because you have to, not because you feel you have to support a lifestyle. And I think once you do that mentally, that frees you up and you're now you're really in a position to live the best life you can. That's right. When you start freeing up your time because you've been able to, quote unquote, purchase it back because you yeah. created these other income streams, it makes your job and your career that maybe you didn't love a lot more palatable. And you end yeah. up being a lot happier. You're like, oh, I actually don't mind this job now because I don't have to have it. Right. If I don't want right. it. Right. You got to enjoy your life. I, I believe you got to live the best life you can today. I don't believe in a deferred life. Right. I, I think that you I follow a Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach. He said, listen, especially more so for entrepreneurs, if you don't double your time off, you can't double your income. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I've tried to really taken that to heart. So I've already been away. It's what it's, it's uh, in April, as we record this, I've already been to like five trips. Some of them were business trips, but I make it some type of personal trip yeah. out of it. <laughs> and, uh, and um, you know, I take my wife, I take my kids and they're available. I have two of them in college. And uh, but you you got to get away because you if you're you've got pressure, who's recharging your batteries like you're running all this stuff. All this stuff depends on you. You have to refresh and recharge. And then I come back fired up, ready to go back. And another good tip, here's a great book. It's called The um, 12 Week Year. So I tend to run my year in quarters, right? So 12 weeks mm -hmm. equals a month. So a year I'm going, I have a specific goals for year two, April through June 30th. And so I'm lapping most people. A lot of my quarterly goals are some people's annual goals. And I'm trying to, all right, let's break this down here. Three goals, a fitness goal, two business goals. And then I work up every day. I've got to make shit happen. You know, because I'm mm -hmm. focused on what I have to do. I think too many people waste time and not, you know, just not really getting, you're not effective. They're, they're there, they're busy, but they're not, mm -hmm. you know, producing stuff. And I think, you, you know, you should look at that with your passive stuff, every quarter. What am I doing to grow this number? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're not organized and, and really putting the most important things that are going to move the needle first, you never get anything done. It's all yeah. just busy work. And then yeah. by the end of the day or the end of the week or the end of the year, you're like, what did I get done? I don't know. I got a lot of stuff done, but not the things that I needed to get done. That moved the needle for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I do want to get into some of the investments that you do like. Um, but first, before we set that up, I'd like to go through, I, I'm sure there's like a strategy forming exercise that you do with some of your clients that you, that you go through. What, what does that look like? Like, let's say I call you up, you know, I, I hear on the podcast or, you know, what have you, I book a call, you know, what does that first call look like? How do you, how do you help me kind of form that, that strategy? So I like to see what you want. Like, what, what are you trying to do? Because see what you want dictates what you invest in, you know? 
And um, because most, like there's three types of money. So this is one of the things that we isolate and how I, I, I believe I'm different. So there's your accumulated money, which is the money that you have set aside, you know, in the qualified plans or what have you. There's lifestyle money and there's transfers, right? So most typical advice is steered around box one and two, one accumulated money, two lifestyle money, right? So it's either stop going to Starbucks lifestyle so you can put more money at risk and accumulate money because people think the key to growing their money is investing to find better investments that pay a higher rate of return. Well, I take the opposite tack. What I look for is wealth transfers. So I explain the idea that most consumers give away a transfer is moving from your balance sheet to somebody else's right uh anywhere from two to five million dollars over their work their working lifetime so i work to get that money back so if you want to create maximum wealth you have to create maximum efficiency so what we're doing is i'm trying to identify money you're losing unknowingly unnecessarily so the first is really six areas right one is how people manage cash flow two how they pay their mortgages, uh, like 15 year mortgages, paying extra money, all that's a complete waste of money, okay? And they're wasting money. Uh, taxes, number one wealth transfer, especially if you're high paid W-2. Uh, three is how people fund your qualified plans. That is a huge wealth transfer, okay? Because you're only deferring taxes or a better word is postponing. And um, so you got to ask yourself, do I think in the future will the government need more money or less? <laughs> right, so, and do I want all my money in the joint account with the treasury department? I'm just saying. And uh, four is how people pay for educational expenses, 529. And five is how we pay for major capital purchases. So we find that there's more money lost in how you deal with that stuff than you'll ever make trying to pick winning investments. So what I, when I'm looking at that, I'm looking to bring back new cash flow so you have more for accumulate and you have better lifestyle so we at we're working to kind of bring like if i could write a check seth for that two million dollars and put it in your account today would would you want to have that conversation yeah i would yeah right most people would and say they don't know if i can do it or not but i guarantee you they're rooting for me right mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> and so what we do is the focus is the opposite i don't care about investments i care about let's stop you know if you got a bucket you got a bucket guys and it has holes in the bottom right so you can turn up the volume and chase returns or we can plug the holes and the bucket will still fill up with money so my first goal is that we do the five principles so we 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 Kind of get them organ their finances org around around those five principles. So I actually do a one page uh, financial plan called a personal financial snapshot, and then we systematically look at their money to bring back. You know, I've, I've saved people on thousand dollars a month up to I think my best one was like four thousand dollars a month, just rearranging their stuff, and uh, that was there. But they just fees and way they were paying their mortgages, and so now I say, listen, if I find it, will you save it? Right. So I, you know, right. That's my Get money, that confirmation. Right, yeah. right, right. right, right. We'll just save it before I go do all this damn work. And uh, but that's it. So we focus on that. So I don't really care about how much money you have investments. That's I don't do that anymore. Right. So because I can't control that. So I can't control you and getting you back, you know, uh, the equivalent of 12, 15, 20, 30 percent by saving you five six seven percent off of your like if you're putting in a hundred thousand right and you're saving ten percent of that then that's what's that uh ten thousand dollars a year so if you get 
10%, you made $1,000. But if I can save, so what I look at is the 90 that's left over, right? And so what if I could bring more of that that you're giving away? That's a bigger number and I can be more effective by, and that's what I mean by, you know, if you, you want to create maximum efficiency. So I start on the efficiency side. So that's a meeting or me. It's not one meeting. The first meeting is to see if I like you and you like me. Okay. That's the first date, right? Because if I don't, if you're not coachable and you don't want to think, we probably are not a good fit to work with each other. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, right? Or if I, I'm trying to disqualify you now for you even call me, you know, if you think Dave Ramsey can walk on water, don't call me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are, if you're listening to this show, you already know, yeah. right? But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I'm just going to help you do more of what you like. The people that call me, they already know they can make more money than S&P with, you know, with, with their business or with what they're doing. So Curtis validates that and then shows you where to store your capital, where you have liquidity use control. So you can do more of what you want to do. And then I want you to minimize your taxes. We're going to help you build your team right? Because business mm -hmm. is a team sport. Investing is a team sport. And you need a team where you're all, all aligned, where the goal, the mission mm -hmm. is make you rich, okay, yeah. in a decade or less, right? And that's 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 what we try to help people do is it's not the 30 year, let's wait to 65. You know, can you get out of the rat race? Can you buy two houses a year for the next 10 years? Can you buy whatever is your, I'm cash flow agnostic, Seth. So I don't, whatever, you know, I got a guy who makes 100 grand a year doing Toro, right? And I, uh, I have people at ATM machines, uh, you know, and syndications and private lending. I mean, it's all kinds of stuff. There's a bunch of, there's four asset classes, a bunch of stuff is four asset classes, business, real estate, paper assets, and commodities. So that's, it's not my job to tell you what to become, but I'm going to make sure that you understand the difference between an asset and a liability. I'm going to make sure you're liquid. I'm going to make sure you're protected. I'm going to make sure you pay yourself first. So I make sure people do. That's what our process does. And then mm -hmm. now I send them back to people like you and people that help them with their passive income. Now they're ready to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I know they're going to stay, you know, they're not going to do dumb stuff with the money because I've taught them how money works. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that's that a man. Long a answer, people, but <laughs> that's a long answer, but it was great. It was great, man. I, I love that you're creating those efficiencies. You're finding money that you can invest, right? Um, because a lot of people are just like, I don't have enough money to invest. Or you're like, okay, there's $50,000 minimum for this deal. I don't have $50,000. Well, why not? Like, you make, why not? That's you, the question. You make, right? you make $200,000 a year. Yeah, right. That. You yeah. make $200,000 a year. You don't have 50. Why not? Yeah. That's like, you because you, you should be saving 15 20% of that. So you should already should be saving 30 grand on GP. So in two years, yeah. you got 60 grand. Now you got money to do stuff. Why? Because you're consuming all of it. Because mm -hmm. one of the things they have to do said they have to create a lifestyle ceiling, right? Because Parkinson's law says expenses rise to me income. So you have to whip Parkinson's law and not just because you get more money. You don't need to spend it all. You don't need to buy a bigger house, a bigger car. Is, is your goal to impress people you don't like or is it to become financially free? That mm -hmm. starts with what's, what are you trying to do? That Because yeah. that dictates what you invest in, right? So if you want to mm -hmm. become financially free, typical advice is not designed to do that. It's designed for you to send money one way to somebody else and hope you have enough money at 65 that you start liquidating that money and, and, and you don't die before the money runs out. Or you die before the running runs out. That's really the plan. Yeah. Yeah. And Curtis, I mean, it it, it starts with this. It starts with education, right? Like a yes. lot of people, when they start learning and they talk to folks like you and they start learning these things, it's, it's it becomes a game. 
it's yeah. it's a fun game. Like finances can be a fun game when you start investing, when you start finding money that you can invest, and then you start compounding these different types of investments. You're like, wow, this is cool. Like this is cool. This is what I should have been spending my money on instead of you know this new Corvette right. or right. you know what have you. Um, this is the game that you can spend money on and create true wealth and free up your time, whether or not you want to leave your career or not. Just being able to free up your time and walk away or build less hours. You know, it, it just transforms your mindset and how you look. Because you want to empower like yourself. It's like I, I consider myself a financial educator, right? Because mm -hmm. it's your money. It's not Curse's money, right? I'm the guide. And I tell people, look, I'm Yoda. You're Luke. Right? And uh, from my Star Trek nerds out there. But I, my job is to, all right, now you know the Force exists, but you still have to become a Jedi, right? So I'm just training you in the ways of the force right i'm i'm the guide but you still have to make the journey towards financial freedom so you're if your list is called it's called the story it's called the hero two journeys right you've got to call to adventure some of y'all refuse to call i don't want to learn all this stuff i just i just want to do my job okay eventually you know you saw some people get fired it's like all right i need security's ability to produce i just heard these guys say that so now you're deciding to accept the call and now you need a guide and Seth yeah. and I are your guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Curtis. Before we jump into the Freedom Four, what's one last gold nugget for our listeners? Um, first lesson in rich, richest man in Babylon. Part of all your earnings is yours to keep. Say, pay that. yourself first. Awesome, awesome. All right, let's jump into the Freedom Four. It's time for the Freedom Four. What's the best thing you do to keep your mind and body healthy? Uh. I work out at least six days a week. And then I, so I read, I have a whole thing, right? But I, yeah. I read. And then when I'm working out, I listen to podcasts or audio books and I journal. So that's the first thing I do in the morning. Perfect. With all your success, what is one limiting belief that you've crushed along the way? And how did you get past it? Um, this is a weird one that people of other, races would not work with me hmm yeah like when i was first in the business i didn't think uh it was limiting because i didn't think you know white people would do business with me i didn't think whatever mm -hmm. and uh but I, what i find is that if you're good you know you would you know you have to create value in the marketplace and that doesn't matter mm -hmm. and that's that's been proven to me so now i'm like hey i, I can work with anybody you know and right. if you don't want to work with me that's your problem but i'm good yeah 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 perfect what's one actionable step our listeners can do right now to start creating more freedom uh you need to save i'm going back to that but one here's here's uh, here's the like a, a hack so one of the things i teach our clients to do is to create a separate checking account that we call your wealth coordination okay wealth capture account right and then go to hr and take you know 10 15 20 percent and just have them move direct deposit that money into that account. So now that's money and it's so separate from your bill pay and you will just start to see money kicked up. So now that's your money to begin to look for places to deploy your capital to do, to invest or what have you, or build your emergency fund and then to invest. So if you, mm -hmm. that's a tactical thing that y'all could go do tomorrow that don't cost anything and has no risk. It's just a habit because savings needs to be automatic and systematic it's not a willpower thing yeah love that last but not least how has passive income made your life better it is um so i constantly stressed out 
because I'm in business. Right? I'm not stressed stress out in a way, so I'm a, I'm a charger, right? And uh, so what happens is all I'm focused on is passive income because what it allows you me to do is to be more present with my kids and my family where I'm not thinking about, I still think about it, but you know, I'm, <laughs> I measure it. So it's like, what am I doing to grow my passive income? I think about it every quarter, but what it does, is I find myself being more present. It brings stability because I'm in business, right? So it brings stability to my business where I can think strategically longer, 90 days, six months, because I know that I'm going to have an X amount of reoccurring uh, income coming in, which allows me to be more strategic in my thinking. Yeah. And I can have fun. Absolutely. Yeah. You Go can to take beach, those, those trips. Right. Yeah, right. Take those trips. <laughs> yes. All right, Curtis, this has been fantastic, man. Where can our listeners find out more about you? So if you want more of the madness that is Curtis, I would say check out one of the Practical Wealth Show podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you also, uh, we have a, uh, our, our, what is it called? Our, uh, website, practicalwealthsolutions.net. And, you know, we have links to our YouTube channel and, you know, you can have a, a, a consultation if you want. And then I would, uh, really follow me on, on YouTube. And then somewhere on the site, it'll say apply to work with Curtis. If you just want to have a free consultation and we can talk about, you know, some of the stuff I've mentioned here today. And also, I'm big on liquidity, right? So I have a free report for your listeners. If if they will text, um, it's all one word, be the bank, all caps, all one word, to 55444, we'll send them out that report. It's about a 10, 12-page report, but it's all about, you know, saving and money, making more money. So velocity, which is our fifth principle of, 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 of wealth, velocity of money. Awesome, man. We'll drop all that in the show notes. Uh, thanks for offering all that help. Uh, Curtis, again, it's been fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show. Talk soon. All right. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Curtis May. What an incredible guest. I actually had not had the opportunity to meet Curtis until the interview, but wow, we have a lot in common and I love his principles-based system on how to, what he calls, transfer wealth from these things that are important that take up uh, a lot of your cash flow and instead transferring that into free cash so that you can buy cash flowing assets with it and start freeing up your time and step by step piece by piece hour by hour like we preach time and time again on this show all right until next time folks enjoy the journey thank you for listening to the passive income attorney podcast with seth bradley do you want more ideas on how to generate multiple streams of passive income? Then jump over to PassiveIncomeAttorney.com for show notes and resources. Then apply for the private Facebook community by searching for the Passive Income Attorney on Facebook. And we'll see you on the next episode.